We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Hey, I'm Jordan Cooper, and this is the NFL Roto Grinders Lineup HQ tutorial slash QA slash show slash extravaganza of features. Uh, I'll be joined by uh, by by uh, we, we've never done a show before, Tyler. We uh, we he haven't. does he does most of the the golf shows, and he does lineup HQ builds every week for PGA. It's Tyler Tambaline, aka Tambo. What's going on, man? I'm excited to be on here with you and finally get a show in. And, and I'm really excited for NFL. I've been doing all the golf, like you said, and can't wait to get into it. And uh, also in the chat right now, uh, Nicole Valencia from the Roto Grinders dev team. Uh, we, we always add new features and test out new things on Lineup HQ uh, based on user feedback. And things over the years have been added based on a, a lot of complaints uh, no, uh, by me. <laughs> a lot of times where it's like, I would love to be able to do this easier. And then they add it to lineup HQ. So I'm very familiar. I use lineup HQ every day for MLB, for NBA, for PGA, for NFL. So uh, me and, uh, and Brit, I guess uh, we, we've done these shows before with uh, Brit divine. 
Uh, we both we both eat our own dog food. So like I've been using Lineup HQ since it's come out, even before I joined the team here. So uh, I don't want to call myself an expert, but uh, kind of am. I know uh, Tambo does a lot for for PGA, and the same concepts apply to all sports. Like the optimizer, the lineup builder, such as Lineup HQ or one of your choice, uh, is not making decisions for you. You have to get outside of the mindset of well, I'm just going to plug in projections and then it's going to tell me what lineups to play because they may not be the best lineups for you to play in the contest that you're in. I focus very heavily on large field GPPs where correlation and leverage are very important and the median projection is not necessarily the be-all, end-all of my lineup construction. And Tambo, you probably see that in golf where you may get some uh, some cheaper golfers, some uh, 6K, 7K golfers that may project well from a median perspective. You get the the Stuart Sinks and the uh, the Jim Furyks that right. uh, have good cut potential, but maybe not show up in the top 20. And if you don't make the decision on curtailing that based on the projections, you're going to get you know 30% of lineups with with a guy that maybe has limited upside. Yeah, certainly. And you definitely have to keep that in mind. Everything, like you said, transitions across. I'm certainly familiar with the tool as far as using it for PGA, using it for all that. I've used it for NFL in the past, and, I, and I've really worked on it a lot more going into this season. It's going to be a focus of mine. L- much like you, I'm playing all large field GBPs. That's my focus. I really don't do too much cash or any you know high dollar single entry. Once in a while, I'll be into that stuff. But those lineups, and you can use this tool as well. Like You've got it up there on the side where you can sort of hand build yourself out a lineup. You can use this tool to run it on 000, which we're going to get into all of those settings and just see what the optimal looks like and then see how you want to go against that. But like you said, in relation to golf, it relates to here as well. You do need to be using the tool to build. It's not just about who's the right play this week or what's the right setting. It's building with the tool to get what you want to see as the outcome. And like you had said there, it's kind of the same in this. There's going to be a punt play in football that you can use but is that really the way to get to what you actually want? Or is that just whatever the cheap play is that might get three to four targets and it's not really going to be the overall upside that you're going to require for the tournament that you're in? Right. So understand how uh, a, a lineup builder works. It is essentially, if you set everything at default, where you're not giving it any extra instructions, it's going to take the median projection. So these numbers that you see, this is the median it doesn't mean that it predicts Dwayne Haskins is going to score 15.82 points because obviously on DraftKings, you can't, can't score 0.82 points at all. It's going to show you after running 500 simulations of the slate based on the, uh, the core four projection model that the median outcome. So if there was a distribution curve, like a, a bell curve of potential outcomes, his median result would be 15.82. His Result, one standard deviation below would be 9.49, and one standard deviation above would be 22.15. So you have to think of this as the 50th percentile, the floor as about the 15th percentile, and the ceiling as about the 85th percentile on that curve. So I know it's a little bit of a math lesson, but just to explain what the projections are. So... Uh, based on, like, we go to running backs here, based on the current initial projections, uh, just realize that I know these are for week one. We're not going to go over plays, and we're not going to go over who we th- what lineups we think would be best for week one. These are just, just for illustrative purposes. 
These projections will change. Obviously, we have a week and a half to go. Uh, teams are still finalizing their rosters. So these are going to change. So anything that we put into lineups today, don't take as like we're, we're into Miles Sanders or we're into Alvin <laughs> Kamara. That it just so happens that based on the numbers that we're looking at right now, that's what the optimizer is going to go by. But if we take a look, if you sort by point per dollar on each of these positions, I mean, essentially DFS is about getting the most amount of points for the least amount of money. So based on the current projections, Miles Sanders rates out as the best point per dollar running back play. But that's all the optimizer knows. So it's going to try to make lineups, as long as you don't tell it otherwise, to jam in and create, it's called a knapsack problem. So for instance, if I just zero these out and the sidebar and use optimize, it's going to show me the lineup that based on that knapsack problem will give me the total amount, the highest total fantasy points from a median in that middle of that curve. So 137.83, it's when Sanders, Eckler, Brown, McLaurin, Thielen, Herndon, Kamara, Panthers defense. Based on these numbers, if I change these numbers, this lineup would change. If I put, I could put over here, up over here, I could upload my own projections. I could, I could, if you get projections from somewhere else, you could use them in this tool. We have uh, the Blitz, Derek Cardi's projections that you could automatically put in, If obviously, if you pay for the Blitz or, or any other source. You could go in and you could manually, I could change, I could think that uh, the uh, median for Miles Sanders is lower, 16, right? Now it's going to put him more in line with Alvin Kamara. So let's say I, w- I were to uh, see Miles Sanders is down here. So if I were to optimize now, I don't even get Miles Sanders in the top optimal lineup. And it comes out to 137.59, which is not much of a difference. 137.59 versus 137.83. So that small difference of one, one point on Miles Sanders changes the quote optimal lineup construction for a median. But of course we care a lot more about the ceilings for large field GPPs. If we, if we only got 137.83 week one, you're not willing to Millie maker with that, with that score. Right. Right. So it's not just about the medians, but that's what the tool takes into account. As long as you don't switch any other settings, such as we see here with the range of outcomes. So getting into that, by, by changing any of these range of outcomes, what it's going to do is treat, like if I wanted to move this up to 10%, it would treat Miles Sanders, as an example, at a 17.08 projection, 10% up and down of that. So every time it runs a lineup, 10% of 17 is about 1.7. So it'll treat it as a projection of anywhere from about 15.3 to 18.7. So in some runs, it's 15.3, which doesn't make it as high of a point-per-dollar play. You you use these range of outcomes, unless you're using rules where you don't even care about the ranges of outcomes, but you're using this so it doesn't strictly go by that median projection. So over here, if you don't, if you set it at zero, it's just going to, if there's a 3K wide receiver that pr- projects extremely well, and I have my wide receiver range of outcomes at 0%, any place that a 3K wide receiver could go 
it's going to plug him in. You're going to get uh, Jalen Guyton, uh, the, the, the receiver on the, the Chargers with Mike Williams out. Like, he's going to be jammed into a ton of your lines. But if I set my range of outcomes up to, like, 20%, that means his projection, if it's 7, will go anywhere from, like, 5.5 to, you know, 9. And then on the times that it goes down to 5.5, you may not get as much of it. So if you want diversification in your lineups, these range of outcomes are global tools. And you could go position by position. You may want a higher range of outcomes for a more varying position. You may want 25% on a wide receiver. You may want a uh, defense. You may want 20% on a defense kicker. Obviously we did. We don't have any kickers, but a quarterback probably don't need that high range of an outcomes. Right. Running back, maybe only 10%. Tight end, maybe higher because of touchdown equity. So maybe that's up to 25%. But these are global tools. If you're not going to use any of the other settings, in order to get more diverse lineups, this is what you can change in order to, I still want to go by the projections, but I still want to have some type of margin of error so I get parts of that distribution curve and not at the median. Because if you don't set these, it's just going to go by the median projections. And uh, if anyone else is is building with the same projection set, you may get very similar lineups, If especially if one player is highly more projected because we see right here with like Marquise Brown, 5.1K, 2.8 point per dollar. It's going to just start jamming these best point per dollar plays in, but you could give it other settings. Let's say it's jamming in a lot of Marquise Brown and you don't want to change the range of outcomes over here. Well, that's what all these individual player exposures allow you to do. So let's say you're getting 40% Marquise Brown. I only want 10%. So you put in the max 10% and it'll try to, Go and only give you 10%. If you want to, if, if it's not giving you a lot, typically it's not going to give you a lot since it's going, since it's solving a knapsack problem and it's going by point per dollar. But let's say you want to, you want to have a lot of Tyler Boyd one-offs for whatever reason, and you're not getting enough of it. Well, then you could set a minimum. I could set a minimum of 15 and that'll tell the optimizer that, Hey, I know you're trying to solve this knapsack problem, trying to give me those high median projected lineups, but I don't mind lower median projected lineups because I'm only aiming for ceiling. So I want more Tyler Boyd. Maybe I want more Mike Evans. Maybe I'll, I, I'm, I'm, I'm all in on the, the Brady Evans combination. You put in minimum at 20% and it's going to go, okay, I know it's going to be lower medians. They may be higher ceilings, but now you're telling the optimizer what it is to do. So a lot of people's mistakes when they use tools like this, like lineup HQ is that they just go blindly based by medium projection. They change a couple of settings, right? They go, I want to go, I go to the stacks tool. I want to, I want to play. And we'll, we'll show this off uh, in detail. I want to play game stacks of what? Uh, three plus two or something, right? So I'm going to go here, right? Three plus two, and then just build me 50 lineups, right? I go there and I'm done. Right. I'm going to win now. Right. Tambo. Right. I just, I just <laughs> made, I just made a little setting. Okay. I, I, I heard game stacks are great, right? You take a quarterback with two wide receivers and then two guys running it back and I'm going to build it here. So I'm building 50 lineups that look just like that. I'm going to tell you right now, based on the projections, we're probably going to get a lot of the Seattle Atlanta game. Okay. That's what's going to happen. I'm going to predict that before anything happens. Okay. Here we go. And we go and get a lot of Redskins because they're very cheap, right? Here we go. 
Here are the lineups that come out. Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and then Ridley and Gurley running back. We have Haskins, Sims, McLaurin, and then we have Sanders and Deshaun Jackson running it back. A three-plus-two game stack. You're going to get a ton of these. I mean, if we take a look at your exposures right here, you're getting 78% Miles Sanders, 72% Terry McLaurin. You're basically saying, these are the two games I want, and that's about it. You're not really getting much of uh, anyone else. And then people would just upload this and go, oh, that, that, that's what the optimizer told me to do. It's like, well, you, you didn't tell it to do otherwise. It's just going to go by the base median projection. And if do you want these lineups? Do you want all of these lineups? A lot of these lineups, if we look right here, are very similar to one another, right? It's like, it's like the same three plus two and like one guy has changed or the defense has changed. So you have 50 lineups that are very similar to one another. So obviously, if these games go off, all of your lineups are going to be bunched wherever in the contest, very close to one another, because it's only the difference of the lineups is like one or two players. If you want to have more diversification, you could go into build rules, and this is what you use the number of unique players for. So if I set it at one, that means the difference between lineups at minimum has to be at least one player. That's obvious. That's I mean, you don't want to have the same lineup 50 times. If I set this to two, that means the difference between each lineup needs to have at least two different players, a defense and a secondary wide receiver, a tight end and a running back. But all the other slots, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Eight of the other slots could be the same. Number of unique players, three. That means seven of the spots could be the same and the three, three have to be different. So this is a way to control your diversification in the same way that you use range of outcomes as your projection goes up and down, depending on the build. If you set it at zero, it's just going to strictly go by that number, that median projection. You could, you could do so with the number of unique players. This is if you're not telling it otherwise. You can get much more detail. These are global settings, right? In the same way that let's say you don't want to have, we go to my lineups. Let's say I don't want to have 78% of Miles Sanders. I could just cap him right here. I could do it so right here by saying maximum 50. I could do that. I could go individually through and go, I don't want that much uh, Alvin Kamara. I only want 20% Alvin Kamara. But what you could also do globally is go to the max exposures for each position. I don't want to have more than 50% of any running back. So instead of going to each running back and setting 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, takes a little bit of time. I go globally. If this is what I want to do, maybe I want as much Miles Sanders as I want. You know, there, there, you just, you don't, you don't screw with it. But let's say you don't want to have more than 50% of any running back. Let's say you don't want to, you, you don't want to have more than 20% of any defense. Defense is very varied. So if we take a look at, at my lineups here, you could sort in your lineups, all positions. You could go over here and go to just position. So here, Chargers, Dolphins, Patriots, because these are the highest projected defenses from a median perspective. I don't want to have all the Chargers, all the Dolphins. Anything could happen in football, especially in the defense position for uh, DFS. You know, a random uh, return for a touchdown could be by a team that lost, you know, by 28 points, but they still put up a 18-point score on defense because they had two interceptions and one return for a touchdown. So maybe I don't want like to be all in or highly exposed. So globally, I could do that. 
by setting max exposures just globally in the build rules. Or I could just go individual. So a lot of times I start out with 100%. A lot of times I'm making builds and I'm not just pressing this build button once. I'm not setting it all through, going and know exactly what's going to happen and then building and then uploading. It's like, no, I'm typically making the settings that I think I'm visualizing my build in my head. I'm going through, okay, do I have an expensive stack? I need cheap receivers. Do I have expensive running backs? Well, then I need cheap tight ends. Do I have cheap stacks? Then I need expensive wide receivers or expensive running backs. And and uh, composing my player, player pool so that I get the lineups that I want. And then running a build, just using the optimal medium projections, just to see what, what based on the math, median-wise, it's going to start jamming in. Then I go, okay, maybe I don't want 52% of Steven Sims. And I go, okay, now I got to go back and make different changes. So I, I probably press this button on Saturday night before, uh, before uh, I go to sleep. And I may tweak some, some of it in the morning for, for NFL. I may press this button 50 times. I may be pressing this button 100 times. I may actually be separating builds. Maybe I have 100 lineups, but I have like 20 and 20 max. And then I have large field, large field ones. Maybe I have a couple of single entry ones that I'm making like 10 lineups for. And it may, maybe I'm separating them out. Maybe in, in the smaller field, I'm playing a lot of Eagle stacks. So I just want to really drill down and make sure I get my Eagle stacks done correctly and then saving those and then using, and using the CSV cutting and pasting over in Excel, just those lineups. So I, I may have several builds because you could build, it'll save all your builds on top here. So let's say we go back and uh, we, we give it some instructions. So let's say we go back and we'll show, I'll show off exactly how to use the stack tool. I'm just going to go over the global settings now. So let's say I, don't, I, I want three plus one game stacks. So basically I want... Quarterback with two pass catchers, wide receiver, tight ends, and uh, any player running it back, right? So that's a, that's a three plus one game stack. And I wanted it at 100% of my lineups, okay? Now I'm going to build 50 lineups. And let's say I don't want uh, all the Miles Sanders, right? So I'm, I'm going to just put him at 50%, just him particularly. And I'm going to build again. Tambo, is this similar to a process that you go through when you build lineups? Yeah, I think a lot of the stuff you talked about was good. Um, as far as, like you said, the just the global generic settings, That's if you were starting out with this, hopefully this video can help you guys as we go through it. I'll teach you a lot further or more strategic advanced settings that you can use to help build more unique or diversified lineups. But I think if you are just starting out with, say, a 20 max build and want to work at it, you might want to just start with you know picking a few quarterbacks, setting up a stack type like Jordan just showed you, and then playing with some of those first settings that you mentioned with the max exposures. And then like you talked about, what type of diversification do you want? So I like to be a little bit wider on wide receiver because it's definitely a much more variable position running back. I'm typically going to trust my projections. Now I still want to get unique lineups and be a little bit off the page. So I might put it up a little bit like the kind of way you set it up 10%, 25% for wide receivers, something like that makes a lot more sense to me. But then I also want to do what you said, and I'm clicking the button a lot of times as well to be able to actually see what you're going to have. And then I want to go look at the lineups and I might build, you know, 20 to 30. If I'm building 20 lineups for a 20 max, I might build 50 lineups and start going through them 
and saving the ones that I like that I think make the most sense. And we're definitely going to show you with the further settings and the stack settings and secondary stacks, which are amazing that we'll get into on how you can use those to really benefit yourself and, and leverage in these contests that are super, you know, large field contests like the Millie Maker. But if you were just starting off, I think some of the stuff you just showed off was a way to do it. And you certainly don't want to just run it dry on 0% everything, because like you said, not everyone that's using this tool that thinks at least I'm getting correlated lineups with the quarterbacks that I wanted and the games that I wanted, you're so similar to them. And you would absolutely want to use the unique uh, per, per player, unique lineup, unique player per lineup setting, like you mentioned, two or three at least, because you, you want to get somebody different in there. I don't think you just want all those one-offs. Of course, it comes back to risk versus reward, but I would like to use that so that I've got something to be a little bit different while moving some of those other settings on the far left side around in the build rules. Okay, so now that we put in that we want three plus one stacks, it's going to give you the best three plus one stacks based on our projections. Currently it's giving you basically a lot of Eagles Redskins. So like, if you did this, you just, Oh, I guess I'm all in on that game. Right. Wentz Jackson Ertz with McLaurin running it back. Wentz Jackson Ertz with McLaurin running it back. Wentz Jackson Ertz with McLaurin running it back. Wentz Jackson or like, it's yeah. basically give you if we look at the uh, the game stack summary, I mean it's it's essentially seventy percent Philadelphia Washington, sixteen percent Seattle Atlanta, twelve percent Atlanta to Seattle, and then Baltimore Cleveland. So if you didn't do anything, you're you're just going to be all in on this game, and if that game doesn't work out, uh, you're you're burning a lot of lineups. But that's based on the projections because you didn't tell it otherwise. Based on the median projections, the best. Three plus one stack from a point per dollar perspective, not necessarily a ceiling perspective, is the Philadelphia Washington game. But you you need to tell the tool that you don't want so much of that. Maybe you don't want it at all, right? So just like Tambo said about like saving lineups, you could do that in on this screen also. So there's a section. We see the builds here. So that this is my second build. If you see right here, I only got 28% of Miles Sanders. I capped him at 50. And it's now giving me a lot of the quarterback because I don't have it in my stack rules that a quarterback could be paired with a running back as part of the stack. So since it's giving me all the pass catchers for the Eagles, it's not giving me as much Miles Sanders. But I could go back to the first build by here. You could save all your, all your builds will be up here. You could delete them. You could save all the lineups, but you could also save individual lineups. There's this save lineup section here that let's say I'm going through. I could do it. I could build it away. Let's say you're building 20 lineups. You're not building 150. Maybe untenable to hand select 150 lineups, but let's say you're doing a 20 max build and you just, I'm going to go, you're going to go through team by team and make, give me 20 lineups of each team and I'll select one or two of them. So I could go through and go, okay, I got this. I got McCaffrey in there. I got Ertz. I really, I don't want a two tight end build. So maybe not heard in an Ertz. I got, okay, here's, I got Ridley as a one-off, Marquise Brown as a one-off. These are high, you know, th- th- these guys could put up 100 yards and two touchdowns type of games. So maybe I look at this lineup and go, hmm, Wentz with Jackson and Ertz with a McLaurin run back. I get Kamara, Eckler, and Ridley one-off and a Marquise Brown one-off, the Dolphins defense. I go, hmm, I like it. You press this heart button like that, it'll be in your saved lineups right here. So I can click over to save lineups and it'll just show me all the lineups that I've saved. And then I could export that. So I could go through, for instance, let's say I like this lineup. And let's say, is, is, oh, here's a Matt Ryan lineup. 
and a Russell Wilson lineup like that. I have four save lineups. I may not use this. I may not export this build, but I like those four lineups. I'm going to make 20. So I'm going to go to four. Here's the four lineups that I have. And let's say, for instance, you want to switch something around manually. Well, you could do that on the screen also. These uh, selection buttons. So let's say I don't want Austin Eckler here. It'll show me all the players I could fit in. And let's say I want to play Joe Mixon instead for 300 cheaper. There you go. It'll show you have 49.7. It'll show you the projected median-wise. And then say I could upgrade. Now I could upgrade the defense from the Dolphins to the Jaguars. Now I have a 50K lineup. So I could manually change things on the lineup screen as well. I could filter by players. Because let's say in this section, like in the build, we built 50 lineups and you want to set you want, you look down and you go, Oh, I don't have, I don't have a uh, uh, Devonte Adams or for instance, I only have two lineups out of here. Instead of just like trying to scroll and see, Oh, where's, where's Devonte Adams. I could just type his name in. I could just go Adams and show me two, my two lineups containing Adams. I could also go to him in this section and click on the exposure. And that also does the same thing. It'll put his name right in that slot. And I'll go, okay, let me take a look at these Devontae Adams lineups. I'm like, do I, okay. Do I want Eckler and Guyton in the same lineup without the quarterback? Maybe not. So I don't save this lineup. But maybe I like this lineup, so I save it. So this is a way that if you're building 20, if you're building 10, like a small amount, where you're not making the build just to build all 20, you're making the build just to see lineups. I'm going to go through and see what Eagles lineups I can make. I could go through and see what Chiefs lineups I can make. And then hand selecting the 20. You may have 10 builds up here of 10 different teams. And you go, I'm going to select the best two out of each and then save those. I have 20 lineups and then I export that. And that's what I play in the 20 max. So you don't have to necessarily use the build and try to build all of your lineups, all everything together, 150 lineups in one, in one build and have that be the best build and to upload that, you can go through manually and save the lines. I'm assuming, Tambo, that's kind of what you do, uh, especially like yeah. in golf. You may see some lineups that you may end up seeing lineups that you never thought of in the first place and go, well, that's it. I never thought of like, yes, I could play that guy in the flex and it allows me to play two cheap running backs. And it's something I never thought of beforehand until I made a build. Yeah, and I, I like that a lot better for football because like the stacking's involved and it's so easy to, to look at it. And like when you showed even just using the swap in, swap out tool, I'll use that more in something like if I'm building, you know, three lineups in the 555 or something and I want to make 10 and then have a look. Now I'm saying I really don't want that defense or I might use it here. You showed off with, you know, how to use the percentage. If you go to quarterback, click on Carson Wentz percentage, you can start seeing all the lineups with, with him and who he's got. And you noticed it was a lot of Deshaun Jackson, Ertz with McLaurin the other way. Well, first off, even if that's what you wanted, clearly the optimizer is telling you that that's the three and one build that you're going to see a lot of, meaning a lot of other people are going to have that build. So you have to start looking at, well, where's my other wide receiver? What, you know, what's the ownership? And I know right now you don't see projected ownership in there, but we can assure you that will be in there. And that's one of the best features of the tool, in my opinion, for a couple reasons. One, when you're looking at your builds, you can say, okay, if Deshaun Jackson's going to be the most high owned because everyone knows Deshaun Jackson pops off week one every single year, 
Of course, we got to get him in there. Well, everybody's doing the same thing. So that's where you can just click on him, bring him down. If you were doing it manually like that for a smaller build, but in the tool, you might want to either cap his percentage or find the wide receiver to pump it up some, and then at least get some more of those builds in there. So when you're going through and seeing the Carson Wentz builds, they are all three and ones, but do you really want all of the same three and ones? Not likely. So I would use that for that. And then also the min max tool back when you were on my lineups, like you showed using it with a guy like Devonte Adams, when you clicked on him, if you noticed you hated those Devonte Adams lineups that you just pulled up, you could say, well, I darn, I want to see a lot more of those. So let me pump this guy up to 15 just so I can see what I'm getting. Now, when I run my builds and look at those and I click on his percentage, it only takes 30 seconds to really do all of that, 30 to 40 seconds. And now you're seeing much more of the Devonte Adams lineups and you might see two or three you like now versus just the one that you were settling on. And that gives you a better idea going into your pool and going into the builds that you're actually going to save. Right. It's about using the tool to generate the lineups that you want, not the lineups that the optimizer based on, like I, that's why it's very important to understand what exactly an optimizer does. It's just a calculator solving a knapsack problem. All the other instructions you're giving it is to get away from that because you're not, if you're playing double ups, sure. You care about the median projection more so than anything else. But if you're trying to win GPPs, you care about the ceiling more. You, you're going to give up medium in order to gain correlation, gain leverage, right? The lower, the lower owned guy that's 2% owned is 2% owned for a reason. He has a lower median. It's less likely that he's going to succeed, but he's going to succeed more than 2% of the time. But the optimizer doesn't know that. The optimizer just knows that J.J. Arcega-Whiteside has a projection of under a point. But maybe... He's the one that catches the touchdown on a three wide receiver set and he gets 12 points and he's better in the stack than Greg Ward, right? Then Zach Ertz. So according to, but the optimizer just looks at him as a bad player. It's not going to give you any, any of them. Right. And typically, I'm just going to jump in quick, but typically to your point there, the optimizer is also going to want to force the highest projected per dollar plays, like you mentioned at the top, which guess what? Most of those plays are extremely high owned. And also guess what? When you look at the Millie Maker winning lineup, there's typically at least one play under 5%. So what some people even do, and I'm going to go back and forth here real quick, but we're talking for big, you know, large fields, MME, Millie Maker style contests then yeah, that would make sense to just flip Deshaun Jackson to JJ, to JJ and have somebody else in there that's going to be extremely low-owned, upgrade somewhere else, maybe get off the chalk in one more spot, but you're not getting crazy. You're still using what the optimizer wants. And then I wanted to relate that to even you know guys playing, guys girls playing high-dollar single entry. You know Some just play the best lineup or whatever the best median lineup is, to Jordan's point, that will come up. Let's say the Blitz. We saw it last year. The Blitz almost took down the Millie Maker, I think, at one point with the Optimal, which was a crazy week. But I'm saying you can just run that lineup and then look at it from that perspective. How can I add in more correlation to what the optimal is? If I do really like six of these 10 plays, what are those? What's the 4v4? What, and that's where you can even use the tool like you were showing earlier to start making some swaps. And that might be one of the first swaps I would make is Deshaun Chalk, which when ownership shows up, he will be. You could swap down to a guy like that. Swap up your defense to make it different because anything can happen. Swap another wide receiver because it's a highly variable position where anything can happen. And now you're just, you're using the optimal, but you're using it to leverage yourself in a different style tournament. And then even in something that's high dollar, smaller field, you're being a little bit different from everybody else in there. And if it's enough that even one thing happens in your favor, that could mean the difference of you taking it down. 
Okay, let's go over a couple of more global rules and then we'll go through a build process. So very similar, if you're not going to get as detailed in and you want to be able to control things globally, depending on your build, you may say, I don't want more than 50% of a running back. You may say, I, I don't care about getting all of one person. You may not even know until you build. Maybe I, I built and I get 78% of Miles Sanders and then I go, I think to myself, do, do I want to be that exposed to Miles Sanders? And then I go, what setting will not allow, allow that to happen? Maybe I want to lock them in. There may be certain players that you go, nope, I just want to be all in. And you just hit, basically hit the lock button. He's in 100% of lineups, and then whatever happens, happens. Okay, you could do that also. But other global settings are salary. So you could set your minimum and maximum salary. For the most part, on main slates, I try to set my minimum at like, 49.7, you want to, more salary, the more production usually. I mean, that's why the pricing is the way it is on these sites. Uh, it's more, this is more useful probably on shorter slates where mm-hmm. duplication becomes more of an issue. You're playing a two-game slate and if, if you, most people are going to spend most of their salary. So if you're jamming in the best plays and spending 49.9, your lineup could be duped 274 times that maybe you set the minimum salary at like 47.2 and the max at 49.4 just so you're getting different lineups. But on main slates, I'm more likely to try to spend as much as possible. But a lot of times, if you set set it at just 50,000, so it's automatically going to jam it in, most of the time that just changes your defense. A lot of times, because defense is the most variant. So a lot of times I just want to set it a little bit lower for me, because it improves the di- the diversification of my defenses rather than whatever fits in, fits in. But depending on the lineups that you want to make, you could do you could do whatever you want. Uh, flex exposure. Let's say you don't want a lot of times double tight end builds. There aren't enough high upside tight ends on a main slate that a double tight end build has the highest ceiling. So maybe I want to have how many wide receivers and running backs? 60%, 40%, 0%. This all depends on the pool that you set up. Maybe you maybe you're playing a lot more cheaper running backs. Maybe you have 10 running backs in your pool and you don't want more than 50% of one. Well, that means you're gonna have a lot of running back in your flex. So set your flex exposure accordingly. Let's say you have a lot of cheap wide receivers in your pool, and you're going like, I'm gonna take Sanders, McCaffrey, and Kamara. I'm gonna use them as my core running backs. And then I'm going to rotate a lot of wide receivers. Well, your flex exposure may have to go down, right? So you could get more of those wide receivers. So depending on your pool, you could set, you could control your flex exposure here. If you set everything at nothing, the optimizer is just going to do whatever the best median projected thing is. Remember, I'm just going to highlight this over and over again. You tell the tool what to do. And if you don't, it's just going to go by those numbers median wise. And then, if you get, oh, I got 35% of some guy I didn't want, well, don't come crying to me. You're the you're the one that you're the one that told it to do that. Other global settings, a minimum amount. One quick note I would say, Jordan, just on that, and you made a good point there, is that with the uh, flex exposure, I would no matter what you do, make sure you do something with it because to your point of what it's going to put in there, it actually will put a lot of double tight end lineups in based on their medium because they are a cheaper price position on let's use DraftKings for the example. 
And so those are really high point per dollar plays, even though we know that's not really what the outcome is going to be. And the ceilings are terrible, but the medians are strong typically. So you'll see a lot more two tight end lineups, which like you said, is not really something I'm extremely interested in when it comes down to flex. I want to use a lot more running back and wide receiver than I do tight end. So that's just one quick note, I would say. Right. And you also have an option for, uh, for premium members, uh, minimum total lineup ownership percentage and max, uh, for large main slates, I typically don't even use these because I'm controlling my leverage individually. But let's say you're getting two chalky lineups and you don't know why, right? I'm, I didn't set many settings and now I'm getting lineups that have way high ownership and I'm playing the Millie Maker. Well, you could see what, I mean, we could take a look at the my lineups. Like ownership right here. Oh, well, well, you don't even, we don't have ownership in yet. So that's all. But it would show you normally. Yeah, you'd be able to see it. It would show you the total ownership here. So let's say this number was high, right? Let's say, you know, McCaffrey's 30% owned and and Deshaun Jackson's 30% owned. And maybe, maybe the optimal, like you take a look at the optimal and the the optimal lineup has like a, you know, 190 or something like that. And you go, well, any, any lineup with a 190 cumulative ownership is probably way too chalky. Doesn't have enough leverage for a large field GPP, maybe you go in and go, I want to set this at, uh, at maximum 150. And then you right. build again, and maybe you see those 150 lineups are still a little too chalky. Maybe you go down to 120, right? It's a slate-by-slate slate basis. Sometimes, if you're going to play and go, like, lock button a 40 50%, we get some weeks we get those uh, backup running backs that were not priced up that become, like, ridiculous, like last year, like Jalen Samuels, or uh, like the 4K guys that are now getting like a 7K, 8K role that you right. may actually consider like lock buttoning or have 80% of. Maybe you have to increase this up, but then you have to know that you're going to get a lot of that running back, but you need to increase your exposure on like the low owned wide receivers. So you may have a max total lineup ownership that is fairly high, but it includes like a lot of chalk and then like a 2% owned guy or two 5% on guys, and you're good now. So even though the the, Mac, the the total lineup ownership looks fairly high, it's actually a very unique lineup because it's a lot of ownership in like a couple of spots that's counting for the 150, and then like two that are really low. So if you set this too low, if I set this at 100, and I wanted to jam in two 40% own guys that I think as my core, it's going to make some liners that'll look really weird because it needs it all can only spend 20% of ownership on the rest of your lineup. So, yeah, they'll be extremely unique, but it they may not be good lineups. So, uh a lot of times I use these for smaller slates in the same way that I use the salary where if you're playing a a two game, you know, the Monday Thursday slate and you have a lineup that's uh 280% owned, like you, you ain't winning a large field contest with that. So it's easier to just use it globally, but on a main slate, a lot of, most of the times you're, you're getting enough unique lineups on a on 11 game, 12 game, 14 game slate that it's not as prevalent to use. Would you agree with that? Yeah. If, and just what you said, if you are going to use these global settings, the max total lineup ownership, as well as the flex exposure, it comes down to knowing your pool like you had mentioned with running back and wide receiver and flex, if you've got a bunch more running backs in your pool, in your player pool, then that should be a little bit higher because that's how you're going to get more exposure to them. If you have 
two guys that are 40% owned that you want to be extremely high on, then you can't set your max total total lineup ownership at 100 because like you said, you're going to get 80% of it's already locked up into those two guys. So you have to know your pool first before you're going into these settings to just pick the magic number. There is no magic number. The other thing, the last thing I would add on the max total line of ownership, I'm with you. I'll be doing a lot of showdown shows this year where I'm going to talk about with, you know, how much salary you use, the ownership, how do you get yourself different, diversified in those tournaments. But when it comes down to this too, another thing I'll look at is what's the median with no real correlation. Obviously there'll be some natural correlation there, but what's the the main quote unquote optimal lineup look like for ownership when that loads in my lineups. And then can I build lineups that are scoring almost the same projected points with 30% less because now you're 0.5 off in the total projected points, but you've got all these settings we're going to show you to get a much more correlated lineup and you've got lower ownership. That's the winning combo. That's where you want to put it all together and you're not using the same lineup or the similar lineup that everybody else is using. Okay, let's go through. Now that I showed the global settings, there's a couple of more, like making sure that the flex player has the latest start time which you should be doing because if you need to yeah. late swap, you'd rather have the option to, to take any position rather than be stuck at wide receiver. Uh, running exposure percentages, that gives you a little bit more. The ordering of your lineups are more diversified. It, it use, if, you're, if you're looking to get 50% Miles Sanders, the first lineup builds, it now has 100% Miles Sanders. So the next lineup is not going to have any Miles Sanders because it wants to continually get to the exposure that you want. So if you check this off, you may get, if you're building 150 lineups, you may get Miles Sanders in your first 75 lineups and then nothing the rest. So if you're the type of person that like, I'm going to take 150 and like kind of spread them in a bunch of different GPPs, it's much better to use the running exposure percentage so that you have diversification in just the order of your lineups. But a lot of times I'm sorting in Excel and I'm kind of going you know, stack by stack. In NFL, a lot of times I will, in Excel, sort by quarterback and then start saying, okay, I have 20 millimaker lineups. I have 20, 20 max lineups. I have 50 in the slant. And I don't want to have my 20 milli lineups be like 15 of one stack. I'm like, right. oh no, I want to make sure I get, if I'm playing eight stacks, to get at least one of each stack in at least one millimaker lineup. So I'll, in Excel, sort by quarterback and then cut and paste the lineups from the lineup build. Uh, the last thing, which is going to be important for the next section, is uh, pairing rules. Limit one running back, wide receiver, tight end from the same team unless part of a team game stack. This, uh, most of the time, if you're not stacking the game, you want to avoid taking two guys from the same team. Like without, You don't want to take uh, two wide receivers. You don't want to take uh, Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and not have Mahomes in the lineup. Because if they both go off at their prices, Mahomes probably has a 40-point game. So you'd rather have two wide receivers in your lineup only if the quarterback is in. Or you don't want to have a running back and a wide receiver from the same team in a lineup without the court. With that, that's not part of a stack. Even though they may project well. Maybe you have, maybe Deshaun Jackson and Miles Sanders project well and if you don't check this box, you're going to get a lot of both of them in lineups that are not correlated with, with the stat. Like you're, you're playing some other game stack and the likelihood of two teammates going off. You want to get the guy that gets 30 points while the other guy gets four. So this will limit, unless you say it in the stack tool, that will limit lineups that only as part of the stack tool, you'll get more than one 
a running back wide receiver tight end from the same team. So if you see that you're getting that and you forgot to check that box, check that box and build again. So let's go through. We talk about uh, customizing your player pool. I, I do. Most people don't do this. I, I'm surprised. I, I could I consider it to be an outlier. Tambo, I think you do this also. That I don't just like okay, give me all the players. All the players are in here, and if I happen to get, let's say, uh, if I if I get Anthony Miller, I get Anthony Miller in a lineup. Well, do I want to play Anthony Miller? I don't know. Do I? I mean, uh, you could be a little bit more precise in your builds by hand selecting the players that you want to be in your player pool to begin with. Because the optimizer, if you leave all the players in, it's going to use whatever it needs to fit the median projection and put them in your lineups. You're going to you're gonna enter the Millie Maker. You're going to come in uh, at 109th place and go, well, if it didn't give me Anthony Miller and if I, if I just had uh, some other 5K receiver in there that I liked more, I could have won the thing. It's like, I didn't even want Anthony Miller. Like, the, don't have any Anthony. Like, no one's forcing you to do that. So I exclude, I start my builds by excluding everyone, by going to the player options and just exclude everyone. There's also this box called hide unprojected. We leave all the unprojected players, the players like the sixth wide receiver on the team, guys that are not even, are barely projected to be on the field. Uh, But you have the option instead of adding them into your player pool of seeing them. And if you want to give them a projection, you can. So it's not the type of thing of like inactives come out you know, 90 minutes before the, the slate and the fifth wide receiver happens to be active. And for some odd reason, 3K, you're like, well, I want to have him in one or two of my team stacks. Well, it at least gives you the option. If you give him a zero projection, he's not going to show up anywhere. So if you want to just give him a two-point projection just so you could use him in stacks, we give you the option to do that. So uh, I exclude everyone. We see these these two buckets, all and excluded. So I moved everyone from all into excluded. So if I click on excluded, I go here. If I click on any of these positions, I go to the pool of those positions. I can also click on the games. So up here, it'll show you the times. It'll show you the totals. I mean, we usually have the totals here, but you could turn that all. You could turn that off. You could just look at the Packers. You could just look at whatever you want, just positions. So I typically start, since stacking is uh, very passing oriented, I start with the wide receivers and I just go game by game. I go, what games do I want? What stacks do I want? Because once I start taking two wide receivers, then I know I'm going to take the quarterback. So going uh, team by team, we're going to just do this as an example. Remember, this is not who to play week one or anything. So just as an example, I'm going to go to the Seattle Atlanta game and I'm going to Seattle. I go, okay, who do I want in my, my Russell Wilson stacks? For Seattle. Oh, like, okay, Metcalf, Lockett, and Dorset. Maybe I don't get an, a lot of Dorset, but I want Metcalf and Lockett particularly. So I'm going to take all three of them. Then I'm going to go to the quarterback and I go, okay, then I'm going to take Russell Wilson. Uh, if I'm building game stacks now, I'm going to probably want part of the other side of the game. So now I'm going to go to Atlanta and I'm going to go to the running backs for Atlanta controversial i'm going to take todd Gurley, right to be part of a three plus one stack you take wilson lockett metcalf and you run it back with Gurley as the running back you can also run it back with the wide receivers maybe ridley jones and gage take that might go to the tight ends hayden hurst 
is on Atlanta. Who else is on Seattle? Seattle, they, they got Greg Olson. Maybe he's the passing attack. So I'm going to take him. Doesn't mean I'm going to be using Greg Olson in a ton of my lineups, but at least he's in my player pool. Maybe he shows up in one Seattle stack, but I'm at least giving myself the option to have him included. If I don't, if I just say right now, no, if I just left it at Metcalf, Lockett, and no one else, all of my Seattle slacks would be Wilson, Metcalf, Lockett. So if, uh, if uh, Greg Olson catches a touchdown, I, I, I can't possibly have him in my lineups. I didn't include him in my player pool. So let's say I go to Atlanta and I do the same thing. So in, on Seattle, I'm going to take Chris Carson. And on Atlanta, I'm going to take Matt Ryan. So basically, I have Atlanta stacks and Seattle stacks. And they could work in combination. If I want to play a three plus two game stack, I got all the pieces that go together in multiple ways. So Tambo, why don't you pick another game that we could kind of stack up? Well, we looked at the Philly Washington one and it's been popular. So I think if we use that, maybe we can play off of that on how we could be a little bit different and show them that because I think it's going to pop up a lot as well. I kind of do similar to what you're doing, you know, in reverse, like I'm going to make a stand on who I'm going with at the quarterback position. And, and it does correlate and tie into exactly what you're doing. But then that's key to what you said is to be able to go in and actually pick and choose who and what. And we didn't talk about groups yet. We'll get there. But like, let's say with the Olsen and Disley situation, while I'm doing this exercise, I may still put Disley in the pool, but then I would go to group right away and create a group of Olsen Disley at most one so that when I use the stacks tool later, no matter what works out, it's still only going to give me at least one of those. The last thing I want is an Olsen Disley. First off, I don't even want a two tight end lineup rarely, but then I would also definitely would not want that combination and does work in different areas as well. If you were taking two low priced wide receivers from a team, you might not want both of them but you would want one of them and not to be in the same group together. But try, try out Philly, Washington. We can mess around with that one and show we could be a little bit different because it looks like that's the chalk just from what the original optimal projections are showing. Right. But I'm glad that you mentioned it. I was going to get to the player groups. Yeah, I got a little, a little advanced. So let's say we do take, you take Olsen and Disley. So they both mm-hmm. could be in your Seattle stats, but you don't want them both together. So now you could go into this player group setting and you could create a new group, create a group. You put, the players that you want in your group, so Disley and Olsen, minimum zero, maximum one. Use at most one player, okay? So that's what it'll do. So you'll never get, even though you're stacking Seattle, you're now telling the optimizer, even if the median projection looks better, I don't want both of them in the same lineup. Let's say uh, now that I put in uh, Gurley and Carson, let's say... I don't want both running backs in the same game. There are some times where I wouldn't mind it, but I think maybe for Gurley and Carson, like, because Gurley and Carson could show up in lineups that don't have these stacks in it as just the two running backs in, you know, a Philadelphia stack. But let's say I don't want to do that. I don't want Gurley and Carson in the same lineup. So like now I'm going to make that group. Let's say uh, in my Seattle stacks, I want to make sure because we also put in uh, Dorsett, right? In Seattle? Right. Okay. So does it seem likely that Wilson, La- Wilson, Dorsett, Disley, does that sound appealing to you? No. No, because you're taking like the fourth and fifth options and you're not taking any Metcalf or Lockett. So maybe I put Metcalf and Lockett in a group. 
and I set a conditional setting to Russell Wilson, which is my stack. So if Russell Wilson is in the lineup, I want to use at least one of these two players, right? It could be Metcalf Lockett together, but at least it's one of them. So you're going to get stacks that have Wilson as the quarterback with Metcalf Lockett, or it could be Metcalf Disley or Metcalf Dorsett or Metcalf Olsen or Lockett Olsen or lot or lot, or I mean any of those combinations, but at least one of the two primary receivers from Seattle is going to be in that lineup. Maybe I set up another group doing the same thing for the Falcons. I set my conditional player as Matt Ryan. And I want to make sure to have Jones or Ridley. Because remember, I added Gage mm-hmm. I, I, to, the, to the player pool. And I don't want it. I want at least one of these two between the two. This is what you do when you go team by team. So it's not something where I'm adding all the players and then I'm going back. But as I go team by team, I'm going, let me visualize the lineup. Do I see a stack that shouldn't have at least one of these two players? Well, let me, let me set up the group. So you said to exactly. go to the, we have a tight end on, okay, we got a tight end there. Uh, let's go to uh, the Philadelphia Washington game. Should be popular. So we got Deshaun Jackson, Ward, and you, we talked about J-Jaw, right? He has a har- horrible projection. We'll deal with that when we build because we're probably not going to see a lot of them, but we're going to put them both in. And then we're going to put Ertz. Okay, their two primary two primary targets are what? Jackson and Ertz? Yeah. So we, we probably don't want to have lineups that are Wentz, Ward, J-Jaw, right? Right. Okay, so we go to player group. Well, not typically. I mean, if you do, go I mean, ahead. Right, We're just showing you right. how to do it. But, yeah, you, you nailed it again. That's sort of the spot you probably wouldn't want to go with that. This is a interesting team because you've got Ertz and, and Dallas Goddard who are – both pretty popular and could you could make an argument for either side, but obviously Ertz is the primary and Jackson would be the wide receiver primary. So that's why you're building this group. Right. So this group is a conditional player on, well, I have to add Wentz to my pool. Go add Wentz to my pool. And then I go back to the player groups and just make sure that when my stacks get built, I have at least one of the two in there. And maybe I don't play Goddard at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can add him in. Let's see. So I add Goddard and maybe I don't want the two two tight ends together. So I'm going to go in Ertz and Goddard. So there we go. Use it most one player, right? Cause you're visualizing the stack before you build. So you're not getting these Goddard ward Eagle stacks with uh, Steven Sims run back just so you could jam in McCaffrey and Kamara and everything. Right. Cause that may have a slightly higher median projection. But the ceiling on those lineups is probably not that high. But the optimizer doesn't know any better. It just knows medians. So you have to tell it. You have to basically give it instructions. We're going to go to the other side. Well, also, let's add Miles Sanders. And uh, let's go to Washington. We're going to add Adrian Peterson, for instance. And we're going to add the quarterback, Dwayne Haskins, wide receiver, uh, McLaurin, Sims. We even have this Gandy Golden guy. We'll throw them in. Maybe we don't even use them. Maybe, I mean, sometimes you're adding these third and fourth wide receivers that you're making builds. And by the time you end it, you may not have any of these guys and you may not want any of these guys, but at least they're in my player pool. So I get the option of seeing that. 
So we got Je- uh, Jeremy Sprinkle in there. So now we got all the pieces for Philadelphia, Washington. And maybe, maybe in this game, I don't mind having Sanders and Peterson in the same lineup. Miles Sanders does catch passes out of the backfield, right? Peterson could fall in the end zone twice. Mm-hmm. But maybe in other lineups or uh, somewhere combination, I don't mind both of those running backs in the same lineup. Maybe you do. If you do, you'd set up the player group so they're not both in the same lineup. Me, maybe I choose I choose not to. I go, no, I don't mind those two. Right. This is the exercise, though. Like you said, you're going through game by game or team by team, whatever you're deciding to do, and thinking about the rules that make sense. At least that's what I'm doing so that it can, you know, in the end, I'm going to get the builds. Now, the stacks feature that we'll get to is going to break it down even further, a little bit more advanced, makes it a lot easier and faster. But I think there's still some important rules if you're not going to spend time, you know, hand looking, I call it, at every single lineup and going through and saving one by one by one by one. This is the way to set it up so you can already set up some generic rules. So when you go into the next step, it makes things look a lot better. Okay, let's do one last game. Let's do Chargers Bengals. So we got Guyton, Allen, tight end, Hunter Henry, running back, Austin Eckler, quarterback, Tyrod Taylor. Then on Cincinnati, let's get to Cincinnati. We got Joe Burrow. Running back, Joe Mixon. Wide receiver, A.J. Green. Tyler Boyd. Let's throw in Tate and Ross also. Right. So we have four of those guys. They've got some receivers there in Cincinnati. Tight end, C.J. Uzuma. But now for the Chargers, we have wide receiver. Okay, we got, let's go to all. Guyton, Allen, Henry. I don't see any. I don't mind Eckler as our pass catcher, so that's fine. But now on Cincinnati, since we selected those four wide receivers, I want to do the same thing by making sure that I have at least Green or Boyd in line. I don't want to Tate Ross, right? I don't actually. I don't even want Tate and Ross together ever. I was going to say you could just set that rule. No, you know Tate and Ross at most one. Right. So we're going to go in Tate, Ross, at most one. But then I also don't want Tate Uzuma, right? Mm -hmm. Ross Uzuma. So I'm going to make sure that Boyd and Green, using the conditional player, Burrow, tied to the quarterback, that at least one of Boyd or Green is in the stack. So it could be Boyd Uzuma, Boyd Ross, Green Ross, Green Tate. Yeah, and you could add Uzuma Uzuma to the uh, group seven as well, right? And just still keep him in the max of one. You really don't want any combination of those two together, right? You just want to make sure. And then your other rule, make sure you have one of the others with one of these, so then you've got the right setup. Right. So there we go. Mixon and Eckler, maybe I don't mind together. Okay, that's that's not a big deal. Okay, so we now we got these three teams. Now, now if that's the only, those are the only teams that you want to stack, you still want one-offs. You still want, you know, the best projected plays in on other teams. So even though we may not be stacking other teams, maybe we go in and add Christian McCaffrey. I'm going to add some running backs. Okay, I want to play some Richard McCaffrey, some Alvin Kamara, some Le'Veon Bell, some Carrion Johnson. I'm not saying to play these guys. I'm just saying we're just what you would do them. as an exercise. Yeah, you right. can add 15, 20 guys if you want just to see what you get, but you need to have other guys in there. Right. So if you're trusting your projections, sort them by point per dollar, just start loading them in and then see how your lineups look when we get to building them later. And then you'll have to do the same for wide receiver, keeping in mind, like you said, know your pool. 
when you're putting these running backs and when we get to secondary stacks, you're going to need to have some options across from them to be able to make those secondary stacks work. Right. So let's say we take uh, Devin Singletary. We take, I mean, we're just looking through. Maybe we even go game by game. Let's go to a wide receiver. Okay. We're going to take some Marquise Brown one-offs. We're going to take Adam Thielen. We're going to take Devontae Adams. We're going to take maybe Jamison Crowder. Michael Thomas, you got to take him. And I'm going to make sure to take, just to show you, take Ronald Jones. Exactly what you just did, yeah. Right, you're, you're going to say, you'll, everyone will see why I'm why I'm doing it that way. Uh, what other running backs did we take? Just to make sure, let's see. Christian McCaffrey we took, uh, who's, who's on the, we don't even have anyone on the Raiders in here currently no it keeps wanting to give jacobs with him i had to set that rule up yesterday because i don't really want them even though you can have them like jacobs can get in the end zone and obviously christian mccaffrey can catch 20 balls in a game depending on the game but the idea of just that setup of running back if you didn't want those two running backs together you'd have to set that rule up right so where's tampa bay let's go to tampa bay and grab chris godwin and what other wide receivers let's see All on. Probably need some cheaper wide receivers. Let's say Preston Williams. We're just looking for like cheap guys. Christian Kirk. Okay, I think that's 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 pretty good for now. Yeah. Ty Hilton. Let's take him. Let's go into tight end. We're going to take some Herndon. Some TJ Hawkinson, some Kittle's an expensive one. Add him to the pool for certain builds. Some cheap Tyler Eifert, maybe. Jack Doyle. Anyone else? I don't want to take Gronk. Put put Hooper in there because I think Hooper we've got Marquise Brown, right? You could have that yep. opposite. Yep. We got maybe Jared Cook. We're just adding adding people. This is not exactly what we do for week one. We're just literally, this is just for illustrative purposes. And then defenses. Right. So uh, typically, the, for me at least, because it's such a, a variant position, I play like all the defenses except the ones that are like are my stacks or against my stacks. But there are plenty of times where like if you're taking a stack against Jameis Winston – that the stack could go off and the defense gets two return touchdowns anyway. So like yeah. that, there are, there are situations where uh, you could play a team that, that goes off and the opposing defense also scores. But for the most part, like I'm going to avoid uh, the, I'm going to take this. I'm basically, I'm avoiding the, the games that I stacked. So those defenses I'm taking out. So no chargers, no Seahawks. I think the global setting too, right, is is in there already for zero. I, I was going to say on showdown and stuff, I'll talk about using a guy against your team. Obviously, you have to. It's one-on-one. But even in smaller slates, like the afternoon only, and there's three games, I might allow one person against my defense from the offense of the other team. But it's sort of the same type of thing here. But, you know, with defense, there's just so many variables. I don't mind getting quite a few of them in there and then just seeing how it shakes down. And I might even do something like set my max exposure on defense to like 20% so that I can just get a bunch of them fitting in there and anything can happen, right? And that can be the difference maker for you week to week. Right. 
I like it says Washington football team. because That's it, man. Won't even say that they don't have a name yet. So I got all these defenses in. I got the quarterbacks in my stacks because if I'm stacking in GPPs, I don't need one-off quarterbacks, right? I'm not, I'm only playing these stacks. I got plenty of running backs in here at different price points. I mean, I have have a lot of, let's see, I got, okay, carry on Peterson, expensive ones, cheaper ones, wide receiver. I got expensive wide receivers. I got enough cheap. Yeah. I got enough 4k guys down there. Yeah. Tight ends. Balance. Right. Cause this is how line of construction works. If you don't have, if, if you're only going to play, like I only want to play Ertz or Kittle. It's like, well, you better have cheap wide receivers because in order to pay up at tight end, you need to pay down at least one other spot. So you got to make sure that your pool has at least players that fit in salary wise or the, or lineup HQ is going to kind of burp out a red error message saying, I, we could all, I could only make seven lineups. Like something's mm-hmm. wrong. Like that's typically because your player pool and your settings are too restrictive and it, it physically can't make those lineups. So going through all this. Okay. Now that we got our player pool that we want. Now we got to set up the stacks. That's where we go to the stacks section. We set up our player groups, right? We want to make sure that we don't have the, you know, two crappy wide receivers in the stack. We already done that. So now you we may see the- some more things that come up when you get to stacks, but for the purpose of the video and the time factor, I think you're right. You'll just see it as they come up, but this will show us how to get there. Right. Okay. So this is where you go to control what stacks you want to play. Okay. You want it basically in the top section is the team that you're keyed in on. And the bottom section over here is for game stack purposes, if you're running it back with anyone. Okay. You could do multiple types of primary stacks. So let's say we want to just make team stacks. So I want to have team one use the quarterback and two pass catchers, not a running back. And no one running it back. And I'm going to set it. I'm just going to all none it. And we're going to set that for Philadelphia, which would be Wentz and two pass catchers. Without Miles Sanders, Washington would be Hask- Hoskins and, all, and no Peterson. We go to where we have uh, the Chargers, Chargers, Bengals. We do that for that. And then we do it Seattle, for Atlanta, Atlanta Seattle. Where, where, where is Atlanta, Seattle. Top right. There, there we go. Atlanta, Seattle. Okay, so basically, this will be quarterback and two wide receivers or tight ends. Let's say I let's say there are certain teams that have pass catching running backs. And I do want to have those stacks also. I may want to add another primary stack and have it be with wide receiver running back tight end like this. So it includes the running back in it with no run back. But do I want to do that for necessarily the Redskins? No. So it's Adrian Peterson. Let's say we don't do it with that one. Right. Miles Sanders is a running back that maybe we do want to do it. But Peterson really doesn't catch balls out of the backfield. And I don't really want a stack of uh, uh, Haskins, McLaurin, Peterson probably. So I don't right. check it their box. Eckler we want. Definitely. Mixon? We don't mind Mixon, maybe. No, I don't mind Mixon, sure. Okay, and then we get, uh, do we want Carson? Can use him. I mean, this is where it gets subjective, but it's building right. how you want it. 
But yeah, thinking about the big ones, I'm not thinking about Gurley catching a bunch of balls necessarily, nor Adrian Peterson. So I may just leave Atlanta and Washington unchecked. Like you've got it. Right. So now I have similar type stacks, but this one includes the running backs. I could set my exposure on the different types of stacks by targeting this rule. So let's say in team stacks, I want 30% team stacks, basically three plus zero. But I also want a couple that are, that are like 10. So now I still got 60% of my lineups left. I'm going to add another primary stack underneath here. And I'm going to do game stacks now. So I'm going to do a game stack with very similar to before. One plus two. And then one player from the, the opposing side. Let's say any of those players. So obviously, since we set up our player pool, we could do it for all the games. So that's this is easy. All the three games that we have. And I'm going to target that game stack, let's say, in 40% of my lineups. Right? So I got 40 plus 10 plus 30. So 80% of my lineups done. Let's say uh, I want a certain type of stack that game stack that is more like running from behind type. It's like Peterson's in and Peterson's going nuts. Like Philadelphia, like, like I, I like that the, the, the guys like Gurley and Peterson, like if they have like 30 point games, like this almost has to be a shootout on the other side. Right. So I'm looking at Washington and Atlanta, just those two. Maybe I only include this in 10%. And I want just the running. I want to make sure that it's basically Gurley or Peterson is the run back of yeah, and, and just a point on that, a lot of people hear run back and think that means they're coming from back, coming from behind. It's not that. You're saying that you believe the running back just scored three touchdowns and now the other stack is coming back because of that. So two early touchdowns in the first quarter for a guy like Adrian Peterson, and now it's going to be the Ertz, uh, you know, Goddard or Ertz, or sorry, Wentz with Goddard or Ertz like we talked about or with Deshaun Jackson, et cetera, that we've already set up in the rules, but that's the type of stack you're going to get for that 10% of your lineups. Right. But I only, I key it in on these two teams. I use these check marks that I don't want Miles Sanders. I mean, I'm going to get some of those lineups anyway. I mean, like some of these lineups percentages overlap with one another, but I want to make sure I get some of those lineups. That's why I set it at 10%. I said these at like 10%. And then let's say my last primary stack type for the remaining 10%. Give us the super stack. Super game stacks. Yeah. Right. You go there, you select all the teams. Maybe I don't want Washington and Atlanta in those because I already have the, the, the running back run backs. So yeah. I'm going to do there, both of these and Seattle. And I want basically super everything. So basically I don't mind either running back on both sides. So this is a three plus two stack. So it's three from one team and two from the other team as a run back in 10% of my life but not Washington. So this is Hoskins is not going to be in as part of the key quarterback. You may get two Redskins as part of a Wentz one, and I'm not going to get a Ryan one where it's Ryan. And then like Lockett Carson coming back. I'm putting in 10% of my lineups. They equal a hundred. It's you don't have to be exact on this. It's going to go with whatever ratio So you could make these primary stacks 200% 
is going to look at and go, you want, you know, about 40%, about four more than this 10%. It's like four to one and one to one. So like, you don't have to get, it should be more than a hundred. If you don't make this more than a hundred, the remaining percentage is just going to be like unstacked lineups that it could make. So it needs to be at least a hundred. Okay. So let's just build based on this and we'll show second stacks afterwards. So I'm going to build 50 lineups. That looks something like this. Obviously the more rules that you put in to lineup HQ, it'll make this go a little slower. Yeah. So if you're building 150, like, don't necessarily, I'm going to change one little thing and then make 150. I'm going to change one little thing. It may take you quite a while to do that. But the more settings that you put in, don't don't make your lineup to 1258 Eastern and then expect that uh, you'll be able to get them in in time. So now we look at here. We could look at the team stack summary. We got 27 Eagle stacks, Seattle stacks, Washington, Atlanta. What, where's, what happened to Chargers and Bengals? I'm saying this facetiously, Tambo. Right. Well, we didn't set any max exposure caps. So obviously the Philadelphia watching the game from a media perspective is going to get you, it's going to give you all of that. So we have to cap that. You could control stacks primarily through the quarterbacks because that's the main part of the team that is controlled by the stacks. So let's say instead of 54% Wentz, I don't, that's minimum. Max. Maximum 30%. Let's say Russell Wilson, we make sure because all the, it may end up going to Seattle. So let's say I'm going to set both at 30, 30, maybe set Haskins. So we got 30, 30, we have probably have to set it even lower. Maybe Russell Wilson at 20, Haskins at 20, Matt Ryan at 10. (coughs) We've got 50 to 80. So there's 20% left. So we should be able to get some Chargers Bengals by now building another 50 lineups. So this is kind of how you troubleshoot. Most people just go in and go, they won't check this and then wonder when the Chargers Bengals game goes off, how come they have no lineups? <laughs> right? I, I, but I, but I put it in and I uploaded it, but you got, you got to look. Okay. Now let's take a look at this. Now we get some Burrow and Tyrod Taylor. Maybe there you want go. more of these guys. Maybe you don't want, this, you know, based on the medians, this is what it would be. So you you would fool around with this. We don't have to necessarily do that now, but you'd fool around with this. So you'd see, look, Wentz, Sanders, Jackson, Washington. We have no Washington run back. So this is part of the three plus zero, right? Gets uh, Wentz, thing. Sanders, Jackson, right? Because we also have on the build rules, number of unique players, two. So we're not going to, we can at least see two different players. If you're seeing two similar lineups, like doing this, maybe increase it to three, right? But a lot of times, if you're building super game stacks, you're going to have to have lower amount of unique players because like five of the players are, are part of the stack. It's almost impossible to get more than that unique players. Yeah. And if you go back to my lineups for a second, you'll see it in the second lineup there. I think it was, was with Herndon and Hawkinson. See what I was saying about if you don't use that, it just naturally looks as that is like, that's got the upside, but it's not. That has the good median. It doesn't really have the upside that you would expect, typically. Right, so so we could go, if you see that, you go, okay, I don't want tight ends, two tight ends at all. Now, you can play, like, the way to do it manually, you could go into player groups and just basically set up a group of all the tight ends and set max one. But that takes a little bit too much time. So I'm just going to go into build rules 
I'm going to put running backs in 50%. Just as an example, which I can't move my mouse. 50%, wide receiver 50%. So that'll prevent that. So now I'm going to build again. I found something that I don't want. So I'm going to I'm going to use whatever setting I need to use in order to limit that. So there may be three or four different ways to do that. It's a matter of what setting accomplishes your goal. So it's not the correct, there's no correct settings. It's, well, it depends on what you're looking to do. But that looks good. Like, look at that first lineup, and clearly that's a good lineup. Right. Okay, here we go. Now we're going to get a lot more. Okay, we got Sanders, we got Kamara, a similar lineup. Let's go to defense. Using a lot of the Dolphins, a lot of the Patriots, okay? So, uh-oh, I didn't, oh, I didn't set uh, set a rule or like that. So I'm going to limit my defense exposure to max 20%. Go back to my lineups. Okay, we're going to take a look at like running back. We're getting a lot of Kamara one-offs. Obviously, I'm going to get a lot of Sanders. I'm going to get a lot of Eckler. They're, they're part of stacks. I'm going to get McCaffrey. Then I'm going to look at wide receiver exposure. We're getting a lot of Marquise Brown as a one-off. Do I want 64% Marquise Brown? Maybe I don't. Maybe I only want 20% as a one-off. I'm looking at the one-offs. Thielen. Do I want 30% Thielen? Maybe I want to make sure to get some different wide receivers. Got Julio Jones, Steven Sims. See it? Like I put in a lot of wide receivers, but I'm not getting, like I'm only getting 4% Michael Thomas. I'm getting so much Marquise Brown. So now I want to cap that there. So I start getting the lineups that I want to get. Now, let's say you want to add additional correlation. You could add second stacks. Because in a primary stack, let's say you're playing three plus zero. Quarterback and two wide receivers. Well, correlated lineups could also be like a running back and wide receiver from opposite sides of a game. Right? Or even two wide receivers from opposite sides of a game. Or two running backs from the opposite sides of a game. So you could do that in the second stack. So this is not uh, keyed in on a quarterback. This is, it's already made the primary stack. And now it's going to try to find a running back from one team and a pass catcher from the other team in your player pool. And I could just set this at, I mean, you could go through team by team and go, is that what you want? Sanders, McLaurin. I don't mind that, right? Peterson, Jackson. I don't mind that. That's why when we I, went, yeah. When we went I, I was going to say, I personally like leaving it all on. It's not to get off, but I think that the big thing here, and I know it, it depends on how much time you have. I've got more time to go through it. The reason I like to leave it all on is because I definitely want secondary stacks. But what I also want to see is what maybe stands out as a unique secondary stack that I'm like, ah, that's actually a good idea. I didn't think of that one. And now when I'm picking and choosing and saving my lineups, I can see what might be a little bit different, especially for the larger field tournaments, because not everybody's going to be doing that or taking the time. And typically that's what it comes down to time, effort, putting it in, using the tool, all the things we've just showed you to go through to then have the, you know, sort of the pick of the litter on what you want to move forward with. And some that you don't want, you can just X out. Right. Now you could set this as a hundred percent. I mean, obviously we have a smaller player pool, so maybe I can't get all of these. So I'd say 50, 50%. So 50% of my lineups have at least a secondary stack in it, just for example purposes. So now that I made that secondary stack, I curtailed some of this uh, Marquise Brown. Maybe I don't want more than 50% of Kamara. Maybe I don't want more than 50% Miles Sanders. 
Terry McLaurin, maybe 40%. I still want him in stacks or something like that. Now I know. Now, when you start doing this, understand that because we set the range of outcomes at just optimal, that the better projected players will, if you if I curtail Kamara and Sanders, I'm cutting down Sanders by 10% and cutting down Kamara by 16%. Austin Eckler is going to start popping now. So maybe I make sure he doesn't pop off for more than 50. So you could look down. McCaffrey is going to start coming up. Like understand what the optimizer is going to do. So you don't have to just make one adjustment and then rebuild one adjustment and then rebuild. Right. So I'm just like, okay, I don't want more than 50% Kamara. Uh, I don't want more than 20% Thielen. Right. Cause I'm going to, maybe I want Michael Thomas and at least let, let, let try to jam him in until at least 10% of my lines. And then I'm going to go and I still want this, the, the secondary stack to go. So now I want to build 50 more lines. Obviously, the more settings you put in, the slower it goes. But it's still it's still reasonably fast. Okay. There we go. Okay. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey comes up because we curtailed some running back ownership. Chris Herndon is a one-off comes up because he's the best point per dollar tight end. So now we're going to start seeing lineups. We go to game stack summary, right? You could see what you've used. Philadelphia, Washington. Like here's, here's the game stacks. Philadelphia, three twos, three twos. Philadelphia, Washington, Cincinnati, Chargers. The team stack summary. Six teams using three player team stacks. So you don't have to go player by player. And you can just go, okay, I still got Philadelphia. I still got Seattle. We look at player exposures. Let's say, let's go to, like, I go down to the bottom. And I see, like, let me take it. Let, let's take a look at this Auden Tate lineup and go, okay, Burrow, Green, Tate. I don't mind, right? Chargers, no run back. I get Thielen. I get Jones. I get Ronald Jones. No, there's no secondary correlation in this one. Let's go to, let's see, let's take. What's a good secondary correlation that we have? Did we use Marquise Brown and Cleveland? Who did we use on Cleveland? I don't know if we selected any Cleveland running backs, but we have it set up for a running back across. So I think it's going right. to be... Oh, like, like, okay, uh, Kamara, like Kamara should have some, right? With right. Godwin or Jones. Let's take a look. This is what we're looking for. Do we have any Godwin? Nope, we don't have any Godwin. So let's let's go get Evan. some Godwin in there. So I'm going to go back to the player pool. For example purposes, let's just get some Godwin in there. Where did Godwin go? Godwin, I'm just going to I'm going to jam in 20% just for illustrative purposes. Cuz you could do these one by one. For a lot of people this is easier if instead of doing like all the stacks and the secondary all and trying to make one 50 lineup build that you just, let me suck a primary stack. Let me suck a second stack. Let me build 50 lineups. And then let me go through and hand select 10 of them. Or you go through and you go, I want to make, I don't want to make, I want to make all the three plus two super game stacks and a separate build. So I could control that better. So not all my super game stacks have Jalen Guyton in the flex position, right? You right. could, you could do that. So let's take a look at Godwin now. 
Godwin. Okay, Godwin should be. I should have Godwin with uh, with Kamara. Kamara. Yeah, Godwin, Kamara. There, there's one. Godwin, Kamara. Godwin, not Kamara, because he could also be a one-off. Godwin, 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 no Kamara. Godwin, Kamara. We we set it up to fifty percent, and then on top of that, there is going to be other correlations that we didn't scroll through and see them all, just to to look at all the one-offs. But for the most part, like you said, there you had a couple up there that he was in with the two of them together. Right. You could go through and see where all the correlations would be. But we still got look at fifty-two percent Dolphins defense. Is there a reason we're getting that? Probably because because the uh, the way our player pool is going, I'm trying to jam in too many high-priced players because dolphins are the cheapest defense right yeah that's the reason so i'm trying to jam in like all the michael thomas like we go to michael thomas and again that'll change your build too i don't know if you set a max up on them but if you if you max them at a certain number typically it'll force different builds but like you said it depends on who you've got your pool back to knowing your pool knowing what you're trying to create that's sort of a big part of it there that's going to cause that right it's the cause and effect Right. So if we if we curtail this down, let's say we take out the super game stacks. I could just disable this. So like I could just check that box. I don't have to delete it. And I'm going to delete this this one. Let's go back to very simple. Let's say I'm just going to use the the the, the 3 plus 1. So I'm going to set this to 100%. So three plus one out of our three games. And then the secondary stack, let's start adding a couple of more players just so just so we could show what the, we're just going to add a whole bunch on the top. Even, even Fournette, Fournette. I got Fournette as a zero, zero in there. Uh, uh, God bless the people that, that drafted him in season long uh, in the first round. Yeah. And I'm going to add some more of these guys. So I'm just going to pretend I wanted all these players but just to show some correlation perspectives. Okay. So now I'm just building the three plus ones and having a secondary stack. I could also have a third stack. It's very rare that I use a third stack. Typically there's like running back defense. I don't think it's, right. I, don't, I don't think you need to, this level of correlation. And if you start to try to force in these third stacks, you may get very, very similar lineups because there's only so many options in that price and the way to do that but if you're having a very wide player pool if you were playing 150 lineups and playing like 10 different game stacks and 10 different teams then i could understand then you could you have a little bit more leeway the fact that we're only playing three games as our primary stacks means it's like there's only so many ways that wench jackson Ertz goes together with with a running back wide receiver which also goes together with a running back and a defense that yeah that you don't necessarily. Oh, yeah. back, that, that's also why, like I said, I like to keep them turned on because if you if you start then picking it down even to the next step of what the obvious settings would be, then you're getting even more duplicated or, or likely duplicated when you do it that way. Right. So I'm going to set the secondary stack as 100%, and we're just using three plus ones and a secondary stack of 100%. You could also use, if you want to do it much more detailed, you could go into what's called the stack finder. And it could find the stacks for you if you want something in very particular. This is primarily if you're using, if you're building like 10 lineups or 20 lineups or five lineups. Like I could go here and go, 
well, I want uh, uh, Philadelphia. I want to see all the, 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 the three plus ones, right? Right. I just want to see. Find, find the stacks. Run it back. Where am I going? I don't know why it's not running. Oh, because I didn't select player three. Okay, there we go. Right? It'll show, it'll show you this. It'll even show you like the ownership of those players combined, the median points. So let's say you wanted to make sure you had a I had a, a Gandy Golden run back. You know, like you could you could set this up and put a, you know, make sure I have two percent of that stack if you wanted mm-hmm. to. I I find these more useful if you're making small amount of lineups where it's like, you know, like the five stacks of, you want Wentz, Jackson, Ertz. I want Wentz, Jackson, Ward. I want like, like I already know, and I'm only making like 10 or 20 lineups and I could just pick those out and like, no, I don't, I don't want the possibility of Goddard in my lineups. I just want this. I don't want Gandy Golden in my lineup. I just want Steven Sims or something like that. You could do that in this section. But most of the time I'm using quick stacks. So building 50 lineups with this. I hope everyone sees that uh, that, that's watching the video or in YouTube chat that like we're in the process of telling the builder what to do, not letting the builder tell us what happens because it'll cut, it'll spit out lineups and go, I didn't tell you to do that. And then you fix it. They're said, you, you don't know. We didn't know beforehand that we get a lot of Herndon and Hawkinson together. And they're like, oh, that's right. We don't want two tight ends in the same lineup. So let's make sure that that's on. There may be slates where you do. There may be a three-game slate that has Ertz and Kittle on it that maybe you do want both tight ends in that case. Maybe there's a really cheap tight end that a 3K tight end on a Thanksgiving slate that's like, well, I could get different by playing two tight ends because less people will play two tight end lineups. So depending on the slate and depending on your player pool, you may have different rules. So we take a look at this first lineup, Wilson, Metcalf, Lockett, run back, Calvin Ridley. We also have a, let's see, do we have a secondary? Sanders and McLaurin, yeah. Yep, Sanders and McLaurin, right? Those are the best projected ones. So obviously they're going to show up more. So if we go scroll all the way down, we could sort by total fantasy points. You could sort by salary high to low, total ownership high to low, which obviously right now we don't have any ownership, so that'll be zero. So you could sort by these these methods. So sorting by fantasy points, I'm going to go down to the ones that don't have the, the good medians. They have high ceilings. So let's take a look at this. Burrow, Green, Boyd with Eckler as a runback. And then we also have a Godwin Kamara as a secondary stack. Uses 50000 in salary. You could go up over here. Haskins, Sims, Sprinkle. Oh, maybe we don't want that. Maybe we want to make sure McLaren's in there. So this would be a lineup I'd look at and go, hmm, maybe we do. I forgot to add that group. Do I want Sims Sprinkle? Or do I want to make sure that all my Redskin stacks have McLaurin? Maybe you don't. But we also see here the Kamara Godwin secondary correlation. We also have Miles Sanders as that run back to the three Washington football team players. I got to be politically correct. I'm, I'm, That's right. We all know them as the Redskins currently until because it seems kind of weird to just say the Washington football team. Let's take a look. Do we have, let's say, the Tyrod Taylor stacks? Go to all positions. Oh, we didn't even get any of them. 
Okay. They wanted to give us, yeah, we got a lot of the Joe Burrow one. So we didn't even get that. So that's something that you would adjust in your next build. So let's go to Matt Ryan. Okay. Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones. Seattle, run back is DK Metcalf. We have Ronald Jones. Do we have a secondary in here? Yeah, it's Sanders and McLaurin again. Oh, Sanders and McLaurin again. Any of the higher, like you said, the high median lineups are going to be looking at that. Right. Here's one that the secondary is Singletary Kernan. Ryan Jones Ridley. Metcalf. With a run back of DK Metcalf and Singletary Herndon is the secondary correlation. And then Jalen Guyton. Yeah. One off. Just a note. So I don't like that lineup at all, but the idea of seeing the single, like if everyone's going to be on Herndon week one, maybe it's not Singletary, <laughs> but that's why I was saying you leave that in there because you start seeing if everyone's going to be on Herndon, but not use that in a secondary stack, who can I use or who do I like from Buffalo that I could put into that stack to make myself a little bit different while still going with a value chalk play that everyone's on. So this is why it's important to just go through your lineup. I mean, the, I spend most of Saturday night going through. I'm I'm going to be making in most NFL slates a hundred plus lineups. They may not all right. be in the Millie Maker, but I'm across a bunch of contests. I could make a hundred, 150 lineups. Like I may not be necessarily going like every build I make. Lineup one, let me take a look. Lineup two, let me take a look. You know, I'm not may not go that, but I'm looking at the key things. I'm going through all positions. I'm going through the wide receivers going. Going, I want to make sure I look through and I go, well, I only have 10% Michael Thomas. Do I have anyone on the other side? I mean, it would be Michael Thomas and uh, who are they playing? The the Bucks? Yeah, so it would be Ronald Jones, Michael Thomas. So I would need to make sure that I have enough Ronald Jones because Godwin's showing up a lot as, as, the, as the Tampa player. But to play Godwin and Thomas in the same lineup uses a lot of salary cap that may not go along with the stacks that I'm making because I'm playing a lot of AJ green and I'm playing a lot of Zach Ertz. So going through here and seeing, let me see what my Marquise Brown lineups look like as a one-off. Is it too chalky? I look through here and I go Russell Wilson, Metcalf locket with uh, a, with a Hayden Hurst run back. And then McLaurin Sanders. I get, I got way too much McLaurin Sanders. So I would, look to like, if I don't want that secondary stack, let's say for instance, I'm not saying that you should do it. Let's say I'm getting away. I, I, I only want Sanders and McLaurin in game stacks and team stacks. So in order to get rid of them from my secondary stacks. Exactly. I just get rid of those two teams. So now let's say I build that, build this again. These 50 lineups are probably going to come out fairly differently from the next, the past 50 sets because it's not trying to jam in Sanders McLaurin in a lot of lineups. So these lineups should look quite different. Yeah. And I'm glad you showed that setting just in the downtime here quick, because a lot of people might go to player groups and just say at most one, but then you're losing them in the get. You can't do that. You need them for those game stacks. So that's the way you just did it is exactly what you should be doing. Right. So obviously your, your overall Miles Sanders is going to come down because it's not going to be using Sanders McLaurin as secondary stacks. And you're also going to see your McLaurin exposure go down a bit. It still wants to use it a lot as a one-off. So you should, I visualized this when I selected it, knowing that once I check those two boxes off, once I, once I take these two off from the secondary stack, it's going to lower their ownership, which means it's going to push up your exposure 
to better point per dollar plays at those positions. So if you're getting too much uh, Marquise Brown is because he's the highest projected point per dollar currently in the projections. And if you're curtailing other wide receivers, it's just going to give you more of that. It's going to give you more Eckler Kamara. If I take a look at the running backs and you're like, well, I'm barely getting any Joe Mixon. Yeah, because he doesn't project very, he doesn't project very well from a median perspective. And he and he's not being used in a lot of stacks because you're not using running backs in the stacks. So let's say <coughs> I want to get 10% more Joe Mixon. And I don't want as much Todd Gurley. So maybe I capped that at 20. It's by doing this, I'm probably gonna get a little bit less Christian McCaffrey, probably a little bit less on all the other running backs. Maybe I don't want 48% Austin Eckler because he's not in many stacks. So I take a look at that game. Like I'm not using that game that much in stacks. So between the two quarterbacks, it's 20%. So 20% are stacks of that game, but 48% is Eckler. So obviously I'm getting Eckler as a one-off running back in a ton of lineups. So maybe I curtail that down to 30. Maybe I don't want that. Right. Or, or you like it, or you like, or you it, like it, it, right? Because okay. like, you're if you're like, saying, oh, I want him in all of them, right? I mean, you could, you're, you could, your build is saying that you're not using those game stacks because you're not seeing it shoot out, but you could easily see them scoring lots, which would be a guy like Eckler. So that one might be okay. And that's what, again, you're looking at it and comparing against what you're doing with your overall build to see if it makes sense. So it could make sense in that instance, right? But let's say for my purposes, I I don't mind him in the stacks, but I, I don't want I don't want to have him as the one off right. in like half of my lineups. I want to get a some more like I'm going to let the optimizer tell, give me a little bit more of these guys by just capping that because I could do that even with 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 Gurley. I could do that with you know Carry on Johnson. It's like eh, maybe not 16, but maybe so. If I set that at 10, I've already curtailed my Eckler ownership, my exposure, which means it's going to bump all these guys up. I wanted 10 percent of Mixon, so he'll bump him up more. Once it starts bumping him up, I don't want to end up with 30% carry on Johnson, right? Because it's going to start, it's going to start giving me more Singletary, more Ronald Jones. But it's like, ah, maybe I don't want carry on Johnson. It could, you could have chose any of these players. We're doing this for illustrative purposes and then building another 50 lineups. Now, once you start getting all these builds up here, like maybe you don't need any of these remaining builds or anything. You could delete your old builds with one click. Just get down to that. You could delete individual builds. So let's get this final build up 50 lineups. So let's take a look at that running back exposure again, right? Devin Singletary went up, right? Ronald Jones. I'm getting some one-offs of all these guys now, right? Because I curtail my Eckler ownership. And then I notice right here, it's like, oh, I'm playing Seattle, but I only have one lineup with Chris Carson in it. Hmm. Maybe I want more of that. So you see here, just during this tutorial, we've pressed the build button. How many times, Tambo? It's at least 10 or 12, just on just a 50 lineup setup on just a few examples of showing off a couple ways to do it. Right. Now imagine if you were trying to build 50 lineups and you wanted to play five different team stacks and two yeah. other games that like it gets even more complicated that if you're just going to go to the lineup HQ and go, well, what are the correct settings? Like, because that's what people will ask. What's the correct settings for the running back ranges of outcomes? What's the correct settings for Max's boat? What's the correct settings for number of unique players or the pack ownership? As you see, I exp- the, the global settings are meant for, you see your overall strategy as a whole and go, based on my overall strategy, uh, I want to make sure to not get more than 20% of defenses. 
Uh, I'm playing a lot of defenses, so maybe I want the range of outcomes to be higher. But for like all the other, for the stacks and everything, I want it to be fa- fairly strict and I'll control it. Like, yeah, I don't want the, uh, the, I know the median projections come in. I want it to give me the best optimal lineup for the, based on the median projection, but I'm also giving it so many restraints that I'm not just getting chalk lineups all over the place. But most people just go in, look at the, look at this, make some settings. I'm going to change that to that. I'm going to change this to that. What are the correct settings? Build, go to the stacks and go, <clears throat> I just want, you know, they go all none, right? They just, I'm going to take 30% of anything. They're going to go in, build 50 lineups, and then wonder why they have two tight ends in their lineup. Wonder why they have Auden Tate and John Ross in their Bengal stacks. And like, and then they blame the tool. It's like the tool is just, just using the numbers that are in here. So if, <clears throat> if, you have your own projections, it's going to look different. It's not like lineup HQ in and of itself doesn't do anything. If I want to change J.K. Dobbins, 20-point projection, right? Nice. For no apparent reason, like he's going to be jammed into all your lineups unless you cap him, right? So like as long as these numbers change, the ownership changes, anything, (laughs) which you could do manually yourself. If you, you could not agree, and I'm not even talking about not agreeing with the median projection, just like in order to get more of them, let's say, for instance, you wanted more Christian McCaffrey and you're just struggling. You're putting in the minimum at 50 and it's still only giving you 20. Like it's probably a salary issue or a positional issue, but another way to do it is just bump up his projection. Like for Marquise Brown, on the other hand, remember I was getting so much Marquise Brown. Maybe instead of capping him at 20, maybe I just, I just change his projection down to 12. Like, that's not his median based on our projections, but it's now the optimizer is going to treat him as a 2.4 point per dollar play. So that accomplishes your goal. There are typically multiple ways for you to accomplish the goal in making the lineups that you want to make that are correlated, that have leverage, that give you as much diversification <clears throat> that you want. Some people, if you study expert players, uh, they go all in on like two games. They're like, I'm building 150 lineups and it's like 75 game stacks of one game and 75 of the other. Understand that that's not incorrect or correct. That just means they're just taking on all the risk. If those games go off, they're going to be all over the place at all different types of combos. Or they can, you can make 150 lineups and have a game stack of every game. But if that game goes off, you only have three of those lineups. So you better hope that the other, the one-offs that are in there are the right one-offs. That's a more diverse set. If you build 150 lineups like that, and you let's say you're you're spending, what, on the Millie Maker, it's 20 bucks or something, so you're spending $3,000, right? Yep. If you have a more diverse lineup set, you're 3000 If you lose money that slate, you may return 2000 bucks, 2200 bucks. You're unlikely to return zero because you're going to have some lineups that are going to be all over the placement of that. But if you're going to go all in on two game stacks and, and $3,000 worth of lineups, those, if those games don't go off, your 3,000 return is like 100 bucks, Or your 3,000 return is $1.2 because you've won the milli and you've come in third and you've come in seventh and you've won some other contest. So, like, there's no right or wrong way to do it. It just depends on how much diversification that you – if you really are all in on – if you're playing 20 lineups and you're like, I'm all in on this game, all 20 lineups – I'm playing game stacks and then mixing and matching one-offs. That's perfectly fine to do. 
It's also perfectly fine to have 20 lineups and have game stacks of two of each of every game and just hope that, you know, the one-offs are the best projected one-offs and you get it, you get that one right. Just, you're going to always be in a position of, oh, I had, you know, 10 stacks and I got the right stack, but the wrong one-offs. Well, if you built a hundred of that stack, you probably would have eventually gotten the right one-offs, but then obviously if the game doesn't go up, you lose all your money. So Tampa, I mean, Tampa, I'm assuming this process while in NFL, there's obviously more correlations than golf, but this is essentially like what you'd even be doing for any sport, MLB, NBA, golf. Like you're giving the instructions to the lineup builder to build the lineups that have high upside, that have correlation, that have leverage that you want to play, that you look at this lineup and you could see yourself hand building this lineup. I could see myself hand building this lineup. So I don't have to handle, I don't have to spend, you know, six hours hand building 150 lineups. The tool has done it for me. Yeah. The tool is there. Lineup HQ is the control panel, the best in the business that you're able to go behind, control it, but keep in mind that you are in control and that you're the one monitoring it, changing it around, finding what you want to have. And like you said, it relates to all other sports, build the portfolio of players that you want, put them together, mash them up how you want, check your risk reward factor at the door. Like you mentioned with whether you want to go all in on a couple of game stacks or not three Ks, it's a lot of money to put all in, but if it, if it hits, it could be all the money. So you've got to make that decision, but yeah, I use it like that. It's almost like hand building for the new generation because you're just looking at it and saying, is that something I would build? Do I want it? Heart, save and move on. You've got a great lineup. And then, like you said, you're seeing all those little settings and hopefully Everything we went through with you guys today was good as far as seeing, you know, an advanced look at it. And now you can go and start applying some of these things, even if you do want to start smaller, 50 cent, a dollar, whatever, to get a bunch of lineups in there. Go go through this process, go through everything we just showed you, try and put it all together and see how it works out for you. Right. Experiment with it. And uh, if you're a premium member, uh, obviously premium members get uh, to use the the premium parts of the settings. Uh, I think, I think, uh, free members, I think you could only build 20 lineups, maybe 10 lineups. I know there's some restriction. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you should sign up for premium. Rotogrinders.com slash premium. You get all the features. You get all the content. We have tons of premium shows, premium content, especially showdown content uh, for NFL. Obviously, the NBA, you get the core four, which is uh, uh, NBA, MLB, NFL, and, and PGA. So you get uh, all of uh, Tambo's uh, premium videos for PGA. And uh, you could always find both of us in the Roto Grinders Premium Discord. So if you're if you're a member, you could show up in the the NFL channel or the Blitz if you have uh, Cardi's Blitz projections. And if you have any questions on how to use Lineup HQ, uh, you could go in there. There's also a Lineup HQ Help channel in our Discord if you're having problems, technical problems with it. And Nicole uh, from the from the development team is is in there answering questions if if you're having problems with builds. Uh, whether it be DraftKings, FanDuel, Yahoo, wherever. Uh, so, so if you got anything out of this tutorial, feel free to leave any questions in the comments uh, on the Discord. You can hit me up on Twitter at uh, BlenderHD. Uh, Tambo, where are you at Twitter? At the same name, at Totek and Tambo. Add me there if you have 
further questions or you don't want to do it in a chat or a discord, you can hit me up there and I'll try and get back to you as soon as possible. But the discord is the place to find us during the season. Hit us up anything you need in there. There's lots of good channels. Sports card channel is another good one. I like to mess around and if you like to dabble, but there's a lot of great stuff and we're, we're here for you guys. If you need us, hopefully this video was a good overview to see with a lot of advanced features and abilities that you can use this tool. And Nicole just made a note, but no lineups can be built if you're not in premium. So certainly head on over to rotogrinders.com slash premium sign up. There's plenty more content beyond this this is just the appetizer before the main course so i hope everyone got something out of this if you are a premium user and you do use the tool or you're not one and you, you like what you see come join us so this has been the uh the nfl lineup hq tutorial slash q a slash uh you know all the features extravaganza here on rotogrinders.com